So even if I lost my frog lamp, I wouldn't have lost anything. I really wouldn't have. I would have lost some porcelain that's molded into the shape of a frog. <laughs> and that's it. You know, I will still have always had those days with my grandma. I will still have always had those memories. And nothing can take that away from me. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuck podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Before we dive in, I'm going to do my favorite thing, which is read back one of your reviews to you. This is from Ange Omom. I always hate trying to say these names. I hope I'm not butchering them every single time. This one says, more than about things, it's therapy. I love this podcast. It is like listening to a therapist. She has such a great view on life that I want to instill in mine. Thank you so much for this. This review just sings to my heart because my true hope more than anything, is to be that kind of outlet for all of you. Uh, as someone who has gone through and done so much work um, and struggles to find the right words sometimes, I appreciate so much that you took the time to leave this review and these kind words. And I'm so glad that the podcast has been beneficial to you in any way. Now, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, it would mean so much to me if you would take 60 seconds, drop a five-star review, and leave me a little note like this to let me know that I'm hopefully on the right track and providing everything you guys could possibly want and more. Um, I love being able to read these reviews and reading them back to you live on the air. Or not live, but you know what I mean. Anyway... Today, I really have been doing a lot of deep thinking. This is something I'm not always great at. Uh, I tend to be someone who is a little bit scatterbrained, and I can really be all over the place. I'm so good at second-guessing myself and not being able to find the right words. And today just feels very aligned uh, with the message that I have been wanting to share and spread with you 
revolving stuff, all around stuff. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that I really struggled to even want to talk about minimalism for so long. And I always have said it's because anytime I saw anybody sharing anything in the minimalist space, I just felt like they were missing the message. It, It felt it was different for me. It wasn't about the organizational bins. It wasn't about having a Pinterest worthy home. It wasn't even about having a certain aesthetic or anything like that. My minimalist journey was so much different and so much more spiritual than anybody was sharing online. And I had that belief that if I'm going to talk about minimalism, it has to fit into the minimalism box. It has to fit into that decluttering box. And thank you for being with me and bearing with me as I have worked to find my words and find my teachings to kind of convey to you all what minimalism means to me, what owning less means to me. And today's podcast episode is going to be so aligned with exactly what I have been trying to say. These are the words I have been searching for. So if you follow me on social media or on my email list, you probably have seen that I have released an ebook called The Gentle Art of Letting Shit Go. Now, this ebook is still in the works as being kind of tweaked and manipulated behind the scenes, but I promise you it is jam-packed, filled with so many different helpful tidbits. So if you haven't picked it up yet, I'll leave a link in the show notes. However, I also want to say before I forget I revamped my free five-day declutter with me. It feels like the message I have been wanting to share. And if you haven't done the five-day declutter, or if you have and you want the revamped version, go ahead to the show notes and you can sign up. This is totally for free. Uh, You just get a video in your inbox every day from me. And it's kind of talking you through my version of decluttering, which I have struggled to share because I held on to that belief so often that it had to look a certain way. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm over it. I'm so done. And I hope I can continue finding the right words to share with you guys. Okay. That felt like kind of a long-winded intro. So thanks for sticking with me. Today, I want to talk about how, like I said, I started my ebook, The Gentle Art of Letting Shit Go. What I want to dive into today is that it's never been about decluttering. It's all about letting shit go. What the heck do I mean by that? Because I'm sure you guys are like, um, that sounds kind of like the same thing. Like they're pretty similar. And to me, it's so much more profound. There's such a huge difference, which is why I have struggled to talk about decluttering uh, because it just felt like not the whole picture. So what is decluttering? When we think about decluttering, Decluttering to us can mean, you know, we have a lot of stuff, we have a space and it's feeling cluttered. So we declutter it. We remove some things. We go through the process of letting stuff go, of getting it out of our home and creating more space so that our space is easier to manage. And the process of decluttering can be so different for everybody, which is why it's so crazy. For people who are in the extreme and you know struggle with hoarding tendencies, decluttering is not an easy process. It often requires therapy, it requires reworking their mindset, or diving into you know their beliefs or 
maybe medication if it's like an OCD that they struggle with, different types of things like that. For other people, it can be, you know, grabbing a garbage bag and just dumping stuff in and dropping it off at Goodwill. For other people, they might, you know, might need a system. Like I share my system for decluttering because cleaning and decluttering my space was something I struggled with for so long because I would scatter clean. I would go all over the house and never really get anywhere. So some people do. Some people need that system. Some people want to flip hangers and see which hangers they're not flipping back, you know, what items they're not wearing. Everyone's got different sort of processes for decluttering and I do believe that there is a benefit to learning those methods, especially, like I said, if you're someone who really struggles with hoarding tendencies, or if you're someone like me, who maybe has ADHD and is a little scattered when it comes to being organized, when it comes to getting organized. That's what decluttering is. You know, we all know that. We all know the idea of what a decluttering session looks like. It's getting rid of some stuff. And we all know how to do it. Like I said, we all have basic ways like, okay, I know how to declutter. Like I'm supposed to just get rid of my stuff. But, right, there's always a but. Yeah, I know how to declutter. We all know the basic process is to just get stuff out of our house. But that's where those helpful processes can come in handy. And I often can fall into uh, being too deep of a thinker. I get a little too stuck in my like, poetic thoughts that I'm like, I don't want to talk about the basic processes for decluttering. I want to talk about the deep meaningful, you know, I get really intense sometimes. (laughs) And I love that intensity in me. I truly do. I'm learning to fully embrace who I am. Um, And it feels good. But I'm also thankful that I've learned that sharing the process for decluttering is necessary. We we need those. We need those helpful step-by-steps and the how-to's Um, because we don't all know how to, or we would all have done it and it wouldn't even be a thing, right? But we all know that basic process. Decluttering is just letting things go or decluttering things. I'm trying to keep the distinction here, right? It's getting stuff out of our house. But what I think a lot of us don't think of, and which is, this is the message that I've been trying to share so much over the last few years, is that there is a difference between when we own things and when our things own us. I was very much owned by my things for a good portion of my life. My aunt recently sent me a photo of myself in my grandparents' house. This is where my dad often lived with my grandparents when I was growing up. So when I would visit him every other weekend, I would be visiting my grandparents. There's a photo of me in my little bedroom. It was, they called it May's apartment. I was so spoiled and loved on by them. It's insane. But in May's apartment, there's this picture of me and I am just surrounded by stuff. And I always laugh when I see pictures like that nowadays, because my first thought, especially as, you know, a mom, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at the clutter. There's so much mess everywhere. There's like balloons and there's a dollhouse and there's Barbie cars and there's books and there's a new pack of socks and there's Cheetos and it's just so much stuff. And that was my first thought was like, oh my gosh, look at all the stuff that's surrounding me. I can't even look at it. It drives me crazy. And then this 
feeling almost came over me where it was like I could transport my current self into the body and the emotions of that younger self. And it was like this feeling of, oh my gosh, I am so happy. I am so happy in that moment. I remember being in that room. I remember being surrounded by my stuff, my new toys, my Barbie Jeep, my dollhouse, fresh bag of Cheetos. Yes. It was pure joy. I remember that feeling. I loved that feeling. I loved being surrounded by my toys. And I felt so safe when I would get tucked in at night in a bed that was hand painted for me with little messages that say, good morning, Renee. I felt so safe and I felt so secure and I could go to sleep like a baby. I slept like a baby, slept like a kid, right? And the adult me needed that reminder that at one point in my life, my stuff was making me so happy. And then I kind of dove into that feeling for a little while. And I realized, you know, it was really, if I think back now with what I know, it wasn't the stuff, it was the day surrounding the stuff. It was the sights, the sounds, the smells. I swear to you guys, my grandma's house went on the market. Um, It went into foreclosure a few years ago. And I was so mad because I used to, I drive by the house like a crazy person and I check up on it because it's my house, right? This was my happy place. My grandma's house was my safe space. It was my sanctuary. It was my solitude. It was my everything. I loved being there. And really, it wasn't ever about the stuff. Now, I tell you guys, it went into foreclosure a few years ago, and I was so mad. But here's what I did. I'm going to tell you this little side story if I haven't told you yet. I climbed the back tree in the backyard. It was pretty easy to climb. I didn't like really give this like a lumberjack effort. It was just a quick climb to peek in the back kitchen window. And... I think this was like even after church, which is even sadder. (laughs) But I told Tom, I'm like, I'm going in there. This is my house. How dare they treat it this way? Because it had gone into foreclosure. It wasn't being taken care of. There were cupboards falling off the hinges. You know, it wasn't in good shape anymore. And I was so mad because it was my house. And I went to the back door and I was ready to open it. I was going to jimmy the lock. I was going to break windows. I didn't care. I wanted to get in there and I wanted to I wanted to like take something. I just, I wanted to be in that house and I wanted to let it know that I cared about it. And Tom was like, um, no, (laughs) you can't, that's breaking and entering. And I looked at him, I said, this is my house. I, this is, I have the right, I can do whatever I want. Oh, and I almost want to cry because it was my house. In that room was my stuff. Those were my memories. And for so long, I was so determined to get back into that house. I still kind of am. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I love the idea of buying that house and just keeping it all for myself in a really selfish way. (laughs) And I don't even care. Um, 
Why? Why? It's not really about the house, is it? If you guys have one of those houses, one of those places that was your safe place or the the house you grew up in, you know it's not about the stuff because all that stuff, the stuff that's in that picture with me, it's not in the house anymore. It's not there. But the memories are. It was the days that made me feel so content and happy at the end of them. And somewhere I crosswired and got things mixed up that, you know, the stuff that I got was equal to the love I received. And it really just doesn't pay. It pales in comparison. I started to believe that, you know, my dollhouse and my toys, they were joy, they were happiness. But really, it was just going to the store with my grandma and holding her hand and the smell of her perfume. Oh my gosh, I think I dreamt of her perfume last night. Super weird that I'm saying it today. Now that, you know, when you say something and you remember a dream, I remember being sad that I couldn't smell her perfume anymore in my dream. Now I'm going to be sad all over again. But it was the laughing that I had with my dad when he was in a good place, you know, it was probably whatever day I spent, whatever I spent doing with my cousin that day, because she is also in the picture, which I feel like I forgot to mention. She just gets lost in the clutter of stuff. But it was the people, it was the experiences, and it was the way I spent my day that sent me to bed feeling so content and at peace. And having that stuff surrounding me just kind of made me feel like I was being tucked in. But more than anything, it wasn't like I was like, "Mm, my dollhouse, mm, my Barbies. It was as if, like I said, I crossed the wires, that that dollhouse was filled with my grandma's love, that that Barbie car was, you know, the joy and the fun that I had with my dad. It all just got mixed up. And I spent the rest of my life getting those wires crossed. And I started to let things own me. I started to believe that they had that power. When in reality, it was never the stuff. It was never the toys. It was all the people. It was the experiences. It was the moments. Now, there's a difference because when I tell people, you know, I practice minimalism or I declutter, people assume I have nothing or that I hate everyone who owns things, which is so ridiculous. I can see it. People will talk to me in my daily life and you can see they're trying to defend their decisions to me. Like I bought this new shirt, but it was, it was on sale and I really felt like I needed it. The people will start to defend themselves to me. I don't give a shit what you own. I don't care. Own what you want and own the thing, but don't let the thing own you. I just spent my morning looking on Amazon for new shirts because um, I found a new type of bodysuit that I'm obsessed with, but I only have it in tank tops and it's winter time. I need long sleeve ones. And you know, that's the thing. And I'm going to own those things. Those things are going to come into my life and they're going to serve me by, you know, helping me feel comfortable in my own skin every morning, helping me feel confident in what I'm wearing every day. And when they're no longer doing that, I will let them go. Versus, I also do this kind of shopping currently now still, and I catch myself doing it as you guys probably know, where My day will be a lot like me looking online and seeing other people, other women who are doing really well and who are successful. 
and I'll go, oh my gosh, well, I'm, it's almost as if I'm like, I need to buy an entire new wardrobe because I need to be a successful woman. And I've always done it with clothing. Clothing always gets crosswired for me where I feel like if I buy new shoes, if I buy a new top, if I buy the right pants, I am just all of a sudden going to put them on and twirl around like freaking Cinderella and just be a whole new human being. (laughs) And it doesn't work like that. Clothing can most definitely enhance and build our confidence, but it cannot change who we are at the core, right? We have to do that. We need to be the owners of our things. And when we become the owner of our things and stop mixing up those wires, we start to see stuff for what it is, which is just, you know, a prop in our lives. Everything around me right now is just a prop. Um, Nothing holds true deep value besides my frog lamp. I'm sure you've heard me talk about my frog lamp. It was my grandma's frog lamp. Another episode dedicated to Grammy. That is something I love and cherish so much because it reminds me of my mornings with her. It reminds me of being at her bedside when she passed away. The frog lamp was the only light we had on in that room with just her and I. But if I lost the frog lamp, if a fire ravaged my whole house, which the people in Maui, you know, it's it's happening. It's happened to a friend of mine. She has her cat and the clothes on her back currently, but lost everything in a fire. And I haven't talked to her because, you know, we're maybe more of acquaintances these days, but I've heard that she's struggling not about the loss of her stuff very much, but more so about the loss of the people and what was taken from the people that she cares about. So even if I lost my frog lamp, I wouldn't have lost anything. I really wouldn't have. I would have lost some porcelain that's molded into the shape of a frog. (laughs) And that's it. You know, I will still have always had those days with my grandma. I will still have always had those memories. And nothing can take that away from me. But a lot of times what we do and what I used to do was attach my happiness to that thing. This was my, this is my grandma's lamp. I have to keep it. I owe it to her. This is my duty. This is a hand-me-down. It's an antique. It's a, you know, a family heirloom. I have to keep this. It is of high importance. We do that. We do that with so many things, whether it's a family heirloom or I just bought that. I just purchased that. That cost $500. That $500 is gone, whether you like it or not. You know, you spent it, it's gone. You're not getting that 500 back. We put so much value and we wrap up our happiness in our stuff. So what I'm trying to get at today is that it's never about the decluttering. It's about the letting shit go. It's about letting go of the hold that our stuff can have on us. It's about letting go of the belief that an item is bringing us lasting joy. And it's about letting go of the need to cling to our things. Because when we get to that point of detachment and letting go, we start to 
I mean, it literally feels like you're untethering yourself, like you're breaking free. I always use the example of the movie Pirates of the Caribbean, where they're all on the Black Pearl and they need to accelerate to get away from this enemy who is chasing them, right? So what do they do? They start throwing stuff off the ship because they need to have more speed. They need to get faster. And they throw out the heaviest stuff because they need to start gaining speed because their lives depend on it. It's the same with us. Not just if you declutter. You can go through and declutter your house and nothing really has changed except for your house is easier to manage. But, or you can go through the process of letting shit go, of letting go of not only the thing, but your attachment to it. And when you do that, you start to throw stuff off your ship. You start to speed up and accelerate toward where you want to go. And the thing is... Have you asked yourself where you want to go? Do you even know? I didn't know. 10 years ago, I was like, man, I don't know where I want to be, but I know it's not right here. And I would pick up little clues about the life that I wanted. And it's doing exactly what I'm doing right now. This is the life I wanted. But for so long, I thought it was the stuff that I needed, right? Like I said. I want to be a successful person. I want to be seen as a successful woman. So I'll dress like a successful woman. Well, that didn't bring me the kind of success I actually wanted. Yeah, I can dress to the nines all damn day. I can show up every day looking super hot or like a badass power suit wearing, you know, dominating kind of woman. But if I'm not doing or living a life that feels successful to me, I am not successful. I can own the big, beautiful home so that everyone around me sees me as a higher status because that's how our society works, right? We see people in a bigger house and we're like, oh, they are a better human than me or they're more worthy or they're my kind of people or they're someone I'm willing to talk to, right? I can have the big giant house to win everybody else's approval and have them speak more kindly or think of me more highly. But do I think highly of myself? Probably not. If I'm trying to win the praise of other people, I probably don't think very highly of myself and just need their praise to feel better, right? If I learn to let go of the belief that stuff can add to my life in any way, I mean, stuff can add to our lives, right? I want a dishwasher in my life because I don't like hand-washing dishes. I love having fuzzy blankets and smelly candles in my life because they add a little coziness and enjoyment. You know, they make my senses happy. I love having our kitchen table because it's big enough and people can smush in because we've got a bench. Stuff can add to our lives, but It's a matter of knowing that my life is already good and happy and I am aligned with my idea of success. So anything that I own is only going to add to it. But not thinking that the stuff is going to enhance it or make my life worthwhile or worth living. That is the difference between decluttering and letting shit go. So what is it that you want today? As you hear me say this, 
What are the ways you really want to enhance your life and make it better? Have you been wanting to write a book or take a nap maybe? Have you been wanting to be able to give to charity? You know, something I was thinking about today is that the more I spent on stuff, the more I held my own money tighter. The more I bought things because I thought they would add to my life, the tighter the grip my hand got around money itself. I can't, I can't take you out to dinner. I can't donate money to your cause. I don't have any because I'm spending it all on stupid stuff, right? Do you have a cause that's on your heart? You know, a battered women's shelter. You want to be able to stand up and help single moms. You want to be able to help the children. You want to be able to work in schools. You want to be able to teach. I don't know what it is on your heart, but I know there's something. And I promise you that learning to detach from your stuff, if it is something you found yourself being attached to, can help you break free from so many things like fear and, you know, people pleasing and holding back from who you truly are. And when you're not spending your time maintaining your stuff, you've got more time for other things. When you're not spending your money buying new stuff, you've got more money for more things. And when you're not giving all of your energy to money stress and house maintenance, you've got more energy to direct towards somewhere else. And all you have to do is be willing to let go of some shit, let go of some stuff. And when you do, you'll find that you're letting go of so much more. It's a freeing process. And it's not about decluttering. Anyone can declutter and it can make zero impact in their lives. It can make an impact in their home unless they go through the process of buying more stuff like I used to do. So today I want to encourage you to start letting shit go and consider where you could get to in life if you were willing to. If you're just willing to let go. Now, if you want to do my version of decluttering, a little practical, a little heartfelt, you can go to the show notes and sign up for my free five-day declutter session. I'll also leave the Gentle Art of Letting Shit Go ebook in there so you can grab all of the goodies that are in there. But more than anything, I just wanted to give you this new perspective, this new way of looking at things. Um, and encourage you to just let shit go. Just let it go, man. Hey again. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love. Until next time.